2: KBJ after the show podcast
0: Kevin's eyes look insane but he's got new hair Virginia is a witch and she farts in her chair Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass
2: Welcome to the After The Show Podcast. Okay, welcome to the KBJ After The Show Podcast. Day after Valentine's Day. Here we go. All jacked up on
1: love and all that stuff. Oh, I think yeah. I have to really lay it on Panda tonight. Yeah? He did a great job on Valentine's Day, and then we got all wrapped up in Valentine's dinner and kids and mm-hmm. giving Rocco a bath. He didn't get no loving. So oh, what, what
0: would be what would be the Virginia package today or, or tonight?
1: Panda, meet me in the restroom. I got the water pick.
0: <laughs> oh, you are not.
1: She's so not. You are not putting the water pick liquid. <laughs> you don't know what I do. Don't
0: worry,
2: Panda.
1: I took a shit before dinner. <laughs> I would never say that. That's. That's going too far. We're in the
0: restroom. Mama had too much crab. Here we go. (laughs) Don't
1: worry. I've expelled it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was the most unsexiest, I don't know, sex talk I've ever heard right before the show ended. Like, oh, we're going to the restroom. He's going to get get it. (laughs) I have my checklist. Take a big shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dinner. And then. Blow panda. My
1: dick went into my body. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it.
2: <laughs> so he's gonna get it tonight, huh?
1: Well, he should if, okay. if things go right. If yeah. that's that would be the nice plan. But what,
0: okay, what does he get when he gets it? Is, it? is it is it
1: the works? Is it or is it just a? Um, I don't know because it's just gonna be really about the opportunity. Okay, so it already sounds
0: very sexy. <laughs> I speed it along, Kevin. It might probably not happen. All right, you got three minutes, Pan. Go. Give me your, rock
1: me with your best <laughs> shot. Give
0: me your best. You got three minutes.
1: Got three minutes. Three minutes of passion. Yeah.
0: Make it count. And you call me the weird one. I think you're <laughs> fucking odd.
1: <laughs> Takes one to know one.
2: Well, they have factored in that the male erect penis has grown twenty four percent over the past thirty years. Okay, that's yeah. A good all step. right, Makes way sense. to go, guys. Makes sense. Yeah, Get your bigger, but
1: so has the vaginal canal. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, got yeah. bigger
0: too. She's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's increased twenty four percent. The vaginas increased eighty percent. Look,
1: big clit energy is a thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not wet-ass pussy. It's white-ass
0: pussy. Oh,
1: that's not as fun, Kevin. For too many years. Oh, yeah. well, he's got a small
0: dick. No, maybe you just have a big vagina. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a right. Thing. It could be. There are some people who
1: have bigger vaginas.
0: Tunnel. And waps. It they got waps. They do. I'll yeah. trust
1: you on this because I think you've seen more than I have.
0: I, it, it, it's, it, it's nothing that I would... Uh, I would never break up with somebody, something like that, but it's a, it's definitely real. It's wide and wet. <laughs> Looks like Black Thunder at Rapids. I lost the remote up
1: there one time. That's right.
2: <laughs> they say that uh, the average length of the erect penis across all regions of the world had been at about 5.5 inches. So they say that uh, that is some growth from where they used to market 30 years prior, but... There are concerns amongst male fertility experts because they say that the sperm counts and testosterone levels are falling as the dicks are getting bigger. Too many blue jeans and too much weed smoking. Think so?
0: That's what they say, but I don't think any of that's
2: real. They think what is going on has to do with all the chemical exposures, not only for the drop in sperm count and testosterone levels, but for the increased penis size because they say that a lot of boys are hitting puberty earlier now and they're getting those hormones rushing in. So their dick is getting bigger, but then it's not as effective as it used to be. And so that's why it's a problem because you be like, yeah, this is everything I want. I got a bigger dick and I can't get anybody pregnant. But in the grand scheme of the human race, I guess that could be a problem in time.
1: But wouldn't that be awesome, Jay Bird? We're going to give you a bigger dick and you can't get anybody pregnant. That's the trade-off.
0: <laughs> I'm happy with my dick. It's all, for me, it's all about passion, heart. And especially, it's Kevin saying, the big dick trend's going to be, it's, gotta, it, it's all is new again. The, the, the big old dick
1: isn't all that it's cracked up to be. And I think science has proven that to be. I think ninety percent of guys would take a bigger dick if offered one. No, I'm one of them. I know. Sign me up. Take You're me to the front honest. Line. Uh, yeah. My husband, he says the same thing, and he's fine. But he says the same thing. He's like, "Oh yeah, that'd be great if you I didn't had a bigger, want a bigger one, huh? He wants an even bigger one. I think it's like just. What does you he know, need? A school bus? <laughs> I think everybody, every guy, thinks about having a big, huge hog. mm Hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I like you speaking for every guy. You already speak for every woman. I don't think you should be speaking for every guy. I don't know if you should be speaking for every woman either.
1: Atoll Vodka is delicious, and it makes a great gift, and it pairs so perfectly with everything that I love. Atoll Vodka. It's a delicious vodka with a crisp citrus finish. You're going to love Tristan and Weston, the guys that run Atoll Vodka. They're awesome. Their product is awesome, and they give back a portion of proceeds to autism charities right here locally. I love that. Go online today, pick it up for yourself, mashandgrape.com, toll Vodka. It's delicious. Well,
2: it's kind of <laughs> nice that they finally developed an effective male contraceptive pill right about the time we found out guys can't reproduce anyway. They said they have a pill now that men can take to prevent pregnancy. They say the drug will block a fertility protein in the sperm For 24 hours, and you can even take it right before intimacy and still get full protection. Really? It's kind of a big uh, development, right? You can still get the gonzo, the
0: gonorrhea, but (laughs) you won't get any babies.
2: Yeah, it doesn't protect against that. Scientists say it is actually more effective than women's oral birth control medications. Wow. But the thing about it, it wears off within... Hours.
1: Okay, well, you can't have a marathon uh, sex fest, but that's awesome. Yeah. You can't go for two days, but you can go for, you know, a few hours.
2: Yeah, and I mean, hey, if you doubled up, I would assume that pretty much would uh, dry up all your chances of getting pregnant if that's the only thing you're worried about, if you know you're both STD-free or at least you're sharing the same one so you don't care anymore.
0: Unless you're old school and you just want to stick to the old PO pull-out method.
2: (laughs) They say that uh, this could allow men to make day-to-day decisions about their fertility.
0: So, Um, I'm sure that someone's going to take this article and try without a doubt to put on a gender war. Oh, see, finally, and here's the—it's going to turn into— Would you you trust the birth control up to a guy? I've heard
2: that sometimes is a problem, that uh, women don't think that guys are as strict about it, and so they just don't have full faith. That they would do it properly.
0: That's a blanket statement. That's 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 a human thing, not a gender thing.
1: I mean, why can't you just say like right before you're you know, you know getting ready to get intimate? Oh, here, eat this pill.
0: Because there's you, good. There's plenty. Of, there's plenty of women who forget to take the pill as well. That's it's, true. It's a it's a person thing. Now, I would say because we're not used to a man taking a pill for right. birth control, I think that would have to be that, something where people get used to. But once you get used to that, that's it's, it's what a person I would think. thing. That's the reason why I think I think women
2: would still be better at it because it would be routine for women where it wouldn't necessarily be as routine for men.
0: Look, I can tell you this. If you don't want a baby and you are you protect yourself you're going to make sure you take the pill that's just the way it is oh yeah people who don't want to usually who don't want people who really really don't usually want a baby for the most part don't have one i'm not saying
1: accidents can't happen virginia sure but if you have a plan and you don't want to have a baby there's a lot of things you can do
0: i forget a lot of shit in my life the one thing i would not forget would it be to take my pregnancy dick pill <laughs> i just I, I know that's that's one thing i would not forget to do in my life
2: mm mm-hmm. mhm What would be handy is if they had a pill that you could take and it would grow it. Because, you know, I I think walking around, guys don't necessarily want big dicks. It's just when it's time for, you know, show that you want it.
0: Like a Reebok pump shoe. Yes. That'd be it. it You know what? Hey, you know, I
2: I can wear skinny jeans without having a big dick. You want a retractable dick? That's it. Yes. (laughs) That's what the pill needs to be. They need to do this. So it's like, okay, then... When it's time to show what you, I
0: mean, and I'm just asking you personally, and this is not a knock or anything, but you yeah. don't really use your dick for anything fun other than peeing. Why would you want even give a shit about having a big dick? Is it really even something that you would give a shit about? You're married. You're not really having sex. No one sees your dick anyway. Is that, you just want to jack off in the mirror and go,
2: yeah, I got a big red cock. It's just, it's just good to know you have it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like that appliance. You know, you, you probably are not going to ever make a Margaritaville margarita, but it's just good to know you got the blender there in case you need it.
0: You worry about your dick that much?
2: No. Nah. Okay, I good. Don't. I don't. It's not something that I spend a lot of time with. Not but-
1: anymore, but back in the day, you did do some dick caring, right? When you what? were using it more. Yeah. You know what?
2: Yeah, My my... It was higher on the priority chart once upon a time. But you
0: weren't obsessed going, oh, man, let me stretch out my dick. I wish it was bigger. You no, weren't. No, and yeah. tying weights to it and stuff like <laughs> that. <And> the can <laughs> down the street. Oh, shucks. I got a small dick. No. Punching it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Swell up, motherfucker. <laughs> You've always been, at. The, I guess I'm asking you've been at terms with your dick. I would watch that video, by the way. If you sat there and punched your dick and yelled at it to swell up, I would watch that. I think a lot of people, especially if you only kept it to 20 seconds. <laughs> you just want to
2: see what's all, it. it'd be a good TikTok video. It
1: would do well on TikTok, it'd do
0: yeah. very well on the reels on Instagram. Hmm. I don't know
2: if you want the extended version.
0: Dick tock. I agree, I think it gets old after 35 seconds. Yeah. yeah. But that was 35 seconds, it's, so it's yeah, it's it's interesting. You take the best <laughs> 35 seconds of your <laughs> dick punching. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I think that
0: was our big hashtag one our, dick punching. Other than the Elf on the Shelf, I'm almost certain our biggest mm. video in Miami yeah. was me. Kicking my own balls. That was a video.
1: <laughs> we was it really? We did that. He R- has this amazing skill. He's flexible in that look, he can kick himself in the I'm nuts. My right
2: now. Wow! It's and that, with and the. It's that, we, that blew up, huh?
1: That was one of our better videos in Miami. And you know
0: what's funny? We weren't doing those kind of videos, and then we finally did one of those videos. And look at that! Oh, look at that! It's People love stupid. The goofballs did well with the goofball shit they do. Imagine yeah. that.
2: That's great. We were finally rewarded for something so artistic.
0: Yeah, and then we got fired. We got fired pretty quick after. Yeah, that's
2: that's who was watching it. It was all Cox Corporate. (laughs) you how this video of the show I think we need to fire. Well, we
0: had done— <laughs> That's what they do. A guy kicks himself in the dick. <laughs> we had done a, a wacky Wednesday where if you see something out, call into the show. And Yeah. We, this is when Denny's first got on the show. We had Denny's out in a diaper yeah. covered in mustard, uh-huh. and we thought it went great. It was a really good—it was one of our better shows, and we had a meeting right after oh. that deflated us in a just New York hot minute, and I remember Kevin walking back. I don't know. Maybe people don't want to see a grown man in a diaper covered in mustard. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My head was spinning. All of our heads were spinning. (laughs) Yeah. You couldn't do
2: anything right down there. It was just terrible. That was tough. Uh, Some other things uh, going on here today. Uh, A couple of uh, quick notes on the music front. That uh, antitrust lawsuit against Live Nation and Ticketmaster... Remember hearing about that after they botched the old ticket debacle thing with Taylor Swift and that apparently Beyonce wasn't going much better? Well, apparently the whole antitrust lawsuit was thrown out because they realized that the users involved in the antitrust lawsuit had actually waived their right when they quickly clicked through the terms of use and said accept. Oh, damn. That means we wrote it in here and you accepted the terms that we would give you shitty service. And you said, sure, why not? I love shitty service. I love shitty service. This is perfect. Please, can I have two? Yeah, once you do that, <laughs> yeah, lawsuit's over, baby. It's gone. Damn. So just, you know, keep that in mind because I know that throw so many terms of use at you and- I'm probably like 99% of everyone else. I just scroll down to the bottom. It's good. Whatever. Click the box and let's keep moving.
1: There you go. Now you can't have a class action lawsuit. You've
2: now just eliminated your claim. Damn. It ain't going to happen.
0: I never read anything. Yeah.
2: How about that? Got a text. Somebody said, Kevin, you're talking about the low price of Jimmy Buffett tickets earlier. He was in Key West over the weekend. And the tickets, when they went on sale, the lawn seats started at $895 for the lawn seats.
1: Yeah, you were given those prices, and I was like, wow, those seem low. That's what they had listed for Hard
2: Rock Live, where he's playing tonight. Huh. And, uh, yeah, I think the most expensive ticket was under $500. They said up to the front row, $14,000. And by the day of the concert, Lon was down to three hundred.
0: dollars Wait, did you say $14,000? For front
2: row. Front row, row Jimmy
1: Buffett. I, I,
2: I remember when he did that uh, show during the pandemic in Del Rey. Yes. they had the pods. And weren't people paying 10 k for one of those up close
1: pods? They were. Crazy.
0: I don't like it, Jimmy. That's so much money. But
1: his fan base, you know, it's all dictated by what they'll pay. Yeah. And if they'll pay 10 grand for a pod, they'll pay 14 grand for a front row seat. You better have that being the best pod of all time. I mean, I'm talking Pierogies, drinks galore, not bl- included. Blow pieces. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> if you're getting a blow job in your pod while you're watching Jimmy Buffett, I think you've won life. I mean, that's the only time I would not give a shit hearing cheeseburger <laughs> you are, but it's <laughs> but it's
2: by a toothless parrot head who's eighty-nine.
0: Uh, how many drinks have I got in me? And she's wearing
2: <laughs> one of those foamed-up parrot hats. I just keep hearing. can <laughs> yeah.
0: feel that on my body. But all you see is the parrot. The
2: parrot keeps tapping you in the chest.
0: <laughs> Again, but she's real nice. She's real nice. No- well, that does help. She took out her dentures too, so it's smooth. For that kind of money, give me the blowpiece.
2: <laughs> and she regurgitates a hamburger halfway through. Oh, good God.
0: Kevin. <laughs>
2: No, you've gone too far. Well, he just said he would. I just want to make sure he knew everything involved. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I got you. Got to get the full experience now here. Yeah, you talked him out of it. If you're going to throw this around, <laughs> you're right. You just got, know what you're going to get. I'm out.
1: Not too far. Because <laughs> they
2: always
0: love gumming down a good old cheeseburger in paradise before watching a Jimmy Buffett show. That would be a, kind of a surreal moment too. I, I'm in a <laughs> Jimmy Buffett pod and I can't stand his music. I'm getting a blowpiece from no teeth. I'm <laughs> a
1: toothless parrot head. I
0: love it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm confused. It's
1: such a good story. You guys aren't going to really, believe it. It's really not. It's that's terrible. one of those stories where you hear it's back terrible. you
0: played baseball and it kind of made you feel weird and like, all eh, right, guys, don't, it, don't tell that story. It's the
2: kind of story I feel like people tell when they've gone to rehab and they explain why they're there.
0: <laughs> it's a rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. It's their
2: rock bottom. So I was in a Jimmy Buffett show I'm a pod.
0: That's, uh, that's how it all goes down.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC.
0: We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Well, another concert that's not going to be cheap. Imagine a Bon Jovi concert with a reunited Richie Sambora. Does
0: John Bon Jovi still have the chops to do that kind of tour?
2: No. He does not. I heard him singing, uh, not too long ago and it, uh, was not great. Um, and he was, he would sing relatively high back in the mid to late eighties. And so it's just harder for guys his age to get to that, uh, active level.
0: He seems very nice. I I remember. Oh yeah, no, I think he's a great dude. I think he is. Yeah. it always sucks when you see so many people going after, yeah. and hating. On I don't want to hate on. Him. I know, and that—that's what happened. People are going after his looks, going after his voice, and he really is a nice guy. And just hope, John, don't read the comments.
1: Don't read the comments, John. You think though, at that level, you never—you've heard it all about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I hope I don't read the comments when I'm his
0: age. But I'm not saying he reads the comments. But wouldn't you say when you get to that level, you've had so many people. Probably hate on you. And you just look at your bank
1: balance and you go, fuck it. It doesn't matter what they think of me. If
2: they're still showing up and you're selling the tickets, I'm not sure how much care they have. I mean, if you really did care, Kiss would have stopped a long time ago.
0: Amen. Are you right? I don't think they give a fuck what people
2: think. They do not. And so I imagine when you're getting these kind of uh, checks, and you know, we're breaking it down. The highest grossing tour the last year was Elton John doing his stuff. Now, he, he can and he's had songs that you could do in a lower octave. And I remember when Bon Jovi, one of their last hits that they really had was that Who Says You Can't Go Home. Ugh. It was lower octave. It was almost a cross between adult contemporary and country. And I was like, okay, maybe this will be the ground they settled themselves into.
0: It's that country market that I don't like. It's that shit country. No, I'm not trying. I'm ripping yeah. on the genre, not the man. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, so they say that a possible tour with Richie Sambora and even new music could be coming Bon Jovi's way soon.
0: You know, you start talking about Elton John singing in a lower key. Billy Joel does it, too. And look Mm -hmm. at both of them. They sell out. Billy Joel. Yeah, I know I'm always blowing him on the air, but he should be blown. The guy has sold out Madison Square Garden. Show after show, everywhere he goes, he makes money, and he still sounds good, and the motherfucker works. He gives you an hour-and-a-half performance. He does. He's good. He is. And I think part of it
2: is understanding how to rework your songs into uh, an octave that you can hit, and that's where you typically notice. And for some of those hairband guys from the 80s, they were singing so high that now when you hear them sing and they try to bring it down, that used to be the thing, man. That that kind of rock era was all about show-off. So you had the singers singing as high as they could because you got props for that. and be like, oh, they're the best singer. The guitar players were doing ridiculous solos and the drummers, <laughs> it was the same thing. They would showcase that. They would want their music to showcase it. And here you are 30 years later and physically... You just can't pull it off the same way. And now when you downgrade it to a lower level, it's a lot more noticeable than other genres and forms of music. Like country, you could do a song, Garth can go out and still do the dance or Friends in Low Places, and you're not like, oh, man, I used to love how he used to pull it off.
0: He just can't do it anymore. It sounds the same. Yeah, Garth Brooks has an exceptional voice, too. And, next le- mm-hmm. and I'm not saying those, those old rockers don't, sure. because a lot of them do. But he wasn't singing in the
2: same octaves that those guys were.
0: And I don't know if Garth partied like those other Son of a Guns did. That, no. Those, you know, those heavy metal bands yeah. would party their dicks off.
2: Big time, yeah. They really did. Most mm-hmm someone went for you
0: can't you can't drink and smoke and do all that stuff on the reg and expect to keep your instrument your voice sounding amazing when you're going up
1: that high yeah that shit's hard to keep naturally Garth anyway. didn't party but Chris Gaines did yes I'm one of the few people that
0: did not hate that Chris Gaines album. Yeah, that was not
1: a bad album. Chris Gaines loved the Chase Tail. I get why people hated on him because he was weird. He His hair fucking was fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah. But if he just would have done that as Garth, yeah. that would have been a massive album. Right. That's too bad. And then he tried out for baseball. He got too cute. You get, you get so big, you think you can do it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've crushed it
2: so much in this lane. Why don't I? Yeah. Skip lanes. Kind of reminds do it me again. of you. You're
1: getting a little cocky over there with that dinosaur garden. You're right. You're right. I'm venturing out too much. Mm -hmm. You're not really in Jurassic Park.
0: I in in my I'm not I'm not very good at gardening either. So,
1: (laughs) couple of uh, shows to
2: note. I was excited to see season three of Ted Lasso. It's got a premiere
0: date. It will be back on March 15th on Apple TV. I was noticing. I was trying to figure out when SNL started to. I don't know. uh, when Jason Sudeikis was on there, that was the last round of people I really liked on SNL. Okay. And I think he was he's naturally very funny. He mm-hmm. didn't need a cue card, Jason Sudeikis. And I'm glad he's gotten bigger because he deserves it. He's good. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good entertainer.
2: He was in, uh, what, We're the Millers? Yes. That was the movie. Yeah, that was a good movie, too. Yeah, he's got that understated, you just, you know, it, 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 he's a comfortable comedy. You like him. You're amused by what he does. He's a likable dude, and he is. You're right. He's I think he's underrated as well.
0: He's very underrated. But that was the last era of SNL I thought where they really were crushing it. Yeah. it wasn't that long ago. No, wasn't it wasn't too long. Hey, it's J Bird. Oh, but chicken seafood's got all the great deals going on, especially for you coconut shrimp lovers. Five coconut shrimp, one side, and two fritters. Mm-mm-mm. And they've got the homemade crab cakes for all you crab cake lovers. People drive counties and counties for the Bud's Chicken and Seafood Crab Cakes because they mail it. Online ordering. They can do pickup or delivery through their website, Bud'sChicken.com. Bud's Chicken and Seafood, they are amazing. Don't forget, try the bird sauce and the corn fritters.
2: A couple of uh, suggestions here. If you're looking for something to uh, watch Candace had said, Virginia, might like deal with the devil. It is uh, the first professional women in boxing. And uh, also uh, she was charged with attempted murder. Whoa. Uh, Jason, breaking point. It's Marty Fish's tennis career. She said it was great. And I don't care for tennis.
0: I love what a documentary does that they make a subject you could give a frog's fat ass about and they make it
2: interesting. And she said, Kev, I think you would like the malice at the palace about the NBA brawl between players and fans and crimes and penalties about a hockey team with mob ties.
0: I highly recommend something for Virginia. I would love for her only because there's, a, there's stories in the dirt that do go back to wrestling. And I'm, I'm not completely convinced that that, that, that uh, plane ride from hell documentary I always talk about. I don't know if we've ever heard the last of that story. It's
1: <laughs> I want to watch that. You need to watch that. You made that sound juicy. Is it on Netflix? I'll send you a link. Okay. I want to watch that because that sounds real and hardcore. It is. A
0: a lot of guys were close to getting in trouble, and it just never happened. Mm. When that
1: came out, there was a
0: lot of talking in the beginning. It was silence, And then it kind of went away, which was odd to me because there was a couple things in that documentary where a wrestler, Rob Van Dam, he's a big-time wrestler, talked about wrestlers putting drugs and women's drinks, fans, and having their way with them. And that got a lot of talk in the first couple weeks, and then it did go silent. Boom. Remember Ric Flair got in trouble? Yeah. Because he was showing his dick on the plane and all that. That was, <laughs> that was part of that. That story came out, and they he got in trouble for that. There was a story about Brock Lesnar. There was a bunch of stuff that, that came out that went
1: away, and you go, these are some bombshell claims. It got covered up. Somebody paid somebody to make the stories go away.
0: I don't, I don't know how that works, but you would like that, too. Yeah. It, it just reminds me of something. If you don't like that topic or subject, mm-hmm. they still made it good and interesting.
2: Yeah, no, a good documentary really will You'd be like, I don't even care about this. But for some reason, I care about this. The one I'm curious is it's kind of like Ted Lasso. In fact, I wonder if they kind of got the idea from it is Ryan Reynolds has a show called Welcome to Wrexham. And it's about he and a buddy of his. They went and they, I guess, purchased the third oldest professional football club in the world. And then it's about them trying to turn it around. It's a big old underdog story. And looking on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got on the tomato meter a 90% and the audience score is 97% on it. And I don't know of anybody that has actually watched it. You can watch it and stream it on FX and Hulu in the US, Disney Plus in the UK. But you would think with that high of marks, why have I not heard? And it's Ryan Reynolds. Huh. And he's in it.
0: It's weird. There's a lot of stuff out there that's got these high marks, especially with the audience score. And I go, oh, shit, when did that come out?
2: Yeah, it's like, how has that not been there? That seems like that would be something right up my alley that I would probably like.
0: Well, you used to get movie previews a lot when you would watch regular television. That's how they'd shove them down your throat. You see them now on the internet, but most people skip them unless they're seeking them out. Yeah. When do you watch regular television unless it's a sports, sports event? That's when you'll see something mm-hmm. thrown down your throat, a trailer. You go, oh, I might want to see that. But now, when do you actively look for trailers unless it's a, something you are specifically looking for?
2: Right, yeah. Oh, well, they've got uh, a lot of them out there. In fact, uh, they already are already promoting. There's going to be a fourth Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. He's done, a, he's done a good job. I like him as Spider-Man. But
0: Michael Keaton's going to be, it, not as Batman, but as Batgirl, just a really... <laughs> Oh, that I I'll Confuse it a little bit more. Drag back. I like that. Joaquin Phoenix is coming back as half Joker, half Robin.
2: <laughs> and they showed a photo. Lady Gaga is going to be in the new Joker movie. She is playing. Um, what's the name of that blonde haired? Uh, Harley, uh, Harley
0: Quinn. Yeah. I can see she. I can see her really getting into that character.
2: You saw the, you saw Joker. I have, not it, it's more, I, cause I'd heard it was kind of depressing. It is and, very
0: depressing. It's a heavy movie. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not a Batman movie. It's about the guy, you know, they had so much, so much press about that before. You know, should we be glorifying people and blah, blah, blah. Mental illness is a thing. And it, it had a lot of controversy. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it, it reminds me kind of of a, of a, the wrestler or it's a dark movie a guy is about the Joker. I, be, I guess the beginning stages of him becoming the Joker. Yeah. He does a great job. Joaquin Phoenix is a really good actor.
2: The acting is good. Now, how's the storyline? Is the storyline depressing or awful or?
0: It just shows you how the world getting him down. He, he would appear he has mental health issues mm-hmm. and nobody gives a fuck. And he gets darker and darker and he finally snaps and becomes the Joker.
2: Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of that. I mean, I, you know, I, I think looking into that stuff, that's just something that we're all kind of dealing with. You know, you guys probably saw the footage of the shooting that happened at uh, Michigan State. I haven't seen University. any footage. I'm,
1: I don't want to watch that. I can't the thing
2: i saw wasn't bad it was just uh somebody looked like they're in a dorm room you could see people outside running like what the heck what's going on they're like that's coming from so and so hall or whatever (sighs) it was because i think it went down the library but the father of the shooter said that after his uh son's mom died that he went to a dark place and that he just was unrecognizable said he turned into a wolf man basically let himself go and but, wasn't taking care of himself.
0: But the thing too, about that is a lot of people's mothers die and they don't do what he did. So it mm-hmm. poses the question what else was going on there? Well,
2: I think a bigger part of what my point is, is that when you notice someone take a turn, like we were talking about the Joker and they are just seemingly in a darker place. This is probably where a lot of us might run into this some point in our life with someone we know, and you're like, just where are they? And what are they capable of? How dark of the place is it that they are in? And what do I need to do? Because now you're probably looking saying, dude, I mean, your son is like in a really dark place. And Hey, look, we're not mental health professionals. We don't know what to do. And you know, you feel like it's you're prematurely going and what running to the authorities. And what do you tell them? Be like, yeah, he's really
1: in a dark place since his mom died. And they're like, and well, you don't go to the authorities, you go to a mental health facility, you go to a psychiatrist, you take this family member to get help, medication, therapy. If they're bad enough, you might have to do what we had to do in my family, which is put your family member on a fifty-one-fifty hold where they can't leave. They have to stay for a psychiatric evaluation, and it takes a couple days, and they can't hurt themselves or anybody else.
0: The thing that's tough is when someone gets to a dark place, and, and you're right, most people don't turn into the Joker or turn into something. Mm-hmm. where But a lot of people go to a dark place when someone goes to a dark place, I think it's tough for a lot of people around them because when someone's in a dark place, it takes up a lot of your time as well. and A lot of people's time, a lot of people don't want to spend that time especially if they're helping somebody over and over and over again and they're not getting themselves out of a dark place. That other person starts getting in a dark place themselves too Mm -hmm. and it's tough when someone's in a dark place and they're not trying to help themselves as well.
2: The mass murderers we seem to see are the ones that are somehow fall through the cracks where you may notice that they're in a darker place, but they're not to the standard of, uh, going out and getting them Baker acted. And you're saying we should get you to therapy. And they're like, I'm not going to therapy. And so here they sit and you're like, okay, well, what do we do with that person? Because I think they need therapy. They won't go, but the law will say that you can't compel somebody to go. Below a certain standard.
0: And look, man, not everyone that appears to be in a dark place are the people yeah. that are doing horrible things. Some people are very good at hiding being mm-hmm. in a dark place. So right. the hardest thing to ever do in life is to protect from random acts of violence because it's random. You don't know when it's going to happen. It's hard to defend. It, it, it. It's really sometimes someone I mean, Virginia sometimes can come off all dark. Sometimes <laughs> you can come off very even keel. How do I know Kevin doesn't have the bodies in his basement? Yeah. You just don't know.
2: Right. And then you'll even hear the stories where maybe they will have had them in some sort of lockup or something like that. But then, oh, we can't hold them and we got to let them go and they get out and this have, is
0: what happens. I have to hit my murder quota for the day. But it's, it always goes back to the Ed Kemper, uh, the co ed killer. He killed his grandparents when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the mental facility yeah. and they released him. Mm-hmm. And then he became the co ed killer. And he killed seven or eight more people. Talking about it earlier. I think a
2: lot of times murder is lying dormant in people. It is. He's good. He's cured. You just don't know when it's going to come out.
0: He's all right. No, he said he just, he got worse and worse and worse. And he would have kept killing and he turned himself in to stop the killing.
2: Yeah. We've got to figure out how to find these people that are falling into the cracks. And we're not aware of them until they have gone and done something horrific. That shudders society.
0: Well, uh, Ted Bundy didn't show any big signs yeah. that he was a serial killer. I'm sure if you if you were with his his fiance, she'd probably tell you different. But everyone said, "Oh, he was so nice to be around." And mm-hmm. Ted, he was a he worked at a suicide prevention hotline. Right, wow. he saved someone from drowning before.
2: Yeah, so it's just kind of crazy. And I saw too on the news there was a college student who survived the shooting in Sandy Hook over 10 years ago, and now has gone on to Michigan State and was there.
1: No way. Isn't that
2: crazy? Yeah, Jackie Matthews.
1: Oh, Jackie, I'm so sorry.
2: She remembers Sandy Hook vividly. She said that uh, she was crouched down for so long she still suffers from PTSD to this day, and now she's a senior at Michigan State University. And they also had somebody else. On the news today that uh, had left Parkland because they just, after the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, they're like, I just, it's a violent place. I need to get out of there. And then they went to East Lansing.
1: Wow. Or
2: they housed Michigan State University.
1: That is so messed yeah, up. Yeah, it's
2: crazy, right? So it's almost like you can't get away from it anymore. It's out there. All right, let me see other things that uh, we got here from uh, your emails mail at kbjshow.com. Thought uh, this was uh, really cute. We were talking about kids saying the darndest things, and Jeanette said my son was six, and a guy in line at Starbucks was checking me out, and my six-year-old said, "Why don't you order your fucking coffee
1: instead of checking my mom out?" <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Kids six. That's amazing. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's something Rocco would do. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
2: And uh, Casey, we're also talking about uh, returning items after you've used them with all the people that were getting large flat screen TVs to watch the Super Bowl and then sending it back the next day. And Casey admits that he is the king of Amazon returns. He said, oh, man, I've uh, done this for quite a while. You're asking people who have done this. And he said, I would do it through Amazon, not at a store, because it's a lot easier. He said, I've done this with Halloween costumes, ugly sweaters for Christmas parties, a KitchenAid stand mixer my family and I used to bake Christmas cookies, party decorations, a bounce house for my nephew's birthday party, luggage and heavy winter clothing I used for a trip to Colorado, moving blankets when I bought my house last year, AirPods because I needed a pair for a trip I took and could not find mine until I got back. He wow. said, I will defend this practice by saying all items are cleaned and returned in their original packaging so Amazon can either resell them or auction it off to liquidation companies. I definitely keep more items than I return, but sometimes you don't have the money to spend on something you may only use just once. Plus, Amazon has a really lax return policy, so it's kind of like a poor man's life hack. Huh. That's how he defends it. So there you go. Good or not?
0: uh, I never
1: return anything. I should be better about that. I just don't. It's such a hassle.
0: Yeah, people have been talking. They say you're a hoarder. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, Tyler said
2: on Knowing Your Worth, listening to Tuesday's podcast from last week, I want to expand on the Know Your Worth for your pay. Long story short, I applied for a position I knew the place desperately needed. They offered me a set amount per year I countered with my offer, knowing my worth and skills to bring to the table for them that they very much needed. I ended up getting the job, and they offered $20,000 over their initial offer. I get a very good paying job, and they get a plug-and-play employee that will have good long-term benefits for the company to grow. Know your worth. That is one of the most valuable things you can do. And you, to truly know your worth, that doesn't mean just getting cocky and being demanding, That means truly knowing and be able to even add a monetary evaluation to your skills to say, I can increase your revenue by this, by doing this and saying, look, you're going to make three times the amount of money. Pay me a third. You're going to still make two thirds more money than you would have by not hiring me.
1: Absolutely. You're just an informed person who's coming in there doing their research on the job. You're not being an arrogant prick if you
0: really know your worth. Yeah, you're just not. You're really
2: not. And how do you do that? Well, you've got to find somebody that is good at your field and asking them for honest feedback so you can improve and then getting an idea that way. And also too, seeing what the position yielded before you got there and then seeing how much more you've brought in year to year and keeping those kind of numbers.
1: And if they pay it to you, they must think you're going to be worth it, too.
0: Look, yep. we want all of our KBJ Nationers to get more money. Even Amen. the ones that don't like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not as much as the ones who do. Exactly. That's
2: the way it all breaks down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for all the emails. You can always send them to us. Mail at kbjshow.com You guys have a great Wednesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.